Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pete Costanis, and this is episode 42, season two. Uh, we have a very interesting show coming up. I'm glad you can join me. Uh, right now, I will present a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Dentine Dynamites Candies. So here is a commercial from the 1970s. Enjoy. Hey, Bert, hold on tight, and I'll shake up your mouth. In the middle of the bay? Try Dentine Dynamite, Billy. The smaller they get, the stronger they get. They're a blast. They're Wow! Favorite keeps building till your whole mouth feels clean and refreshed. Hey, Meg! Let me shake up your mouth. Dentine Dynamites. The smaller they get, the stronger they get. And now, newer assorted fruit flavors. Orange, cherry, and grape. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that uh, commercial for Dentine Dynamites. I used to have those. I used to eat those uh, when I was a kid. I remember the commercials. Uh, They don't make them anymore. Now Dentine gum is still there. Uh, They also have Dentine Ice. That's the last time I saw that product. I don't know if that's still there. We'll see. Uh, Maybe someday I'll uh, go to the store and check out the candy section and uh, see what's what's the updated version of Dentine Gum. Okay. um, Today's episode, uh, we're going to touch three subjects. And, uh, oh, I want to mention today's date is July 27th, 2021. Um, And the three subjects I will talk about is a couple of things that are, nobody really remembers. They've been forgotten. Uh, One is a... uh, it was a clothing store called Morris B. Sex, and I will talk a little history about him and the store. And uh, he also, ha- uh, they also had a uh, talent show by that name. I'll go. I'll discuss that in in further detail. The second subject I will talk about is uh, actress and talk show host Virginia Graham, and uh, I will talk about her early life and uh, her career is very interesting and the third and final thing i will discuss is atari video games uh atari's still around but i will discuss uh my memories of having of playing atari and it's a selection of video games that i had uh, when i was growing up in probably in the early 80s i know they were around in the late 70s but uh like i said before i will discuss uh the games i played and where is atari now Okay. First thing off, I'm going to talk about uh, Morris B. Sachs. Uh, it was a clothing store. And uh, I looked up uh, his biography a little bit. Uh, it was from the Tribune, dated uh, May 19th, 1985. And uh, he, Morris B. Sachs died on September 23rd, 1957. He was the age of 61. He had a heart attack. Uh, very sad. 
And uh and then uh let's see. Uh he start uh let's see. Uh actually he was not born in Chicago, he was born in Lithuania. And uh he came on his own. His parents died. Um and he came to Chicago in when he was 13 years old. Uh, I don't know who took care of him, you know, maybe he had relatives. Uh, I suppose he did. But uh, so he was peddler. He was a peddler, and he would go door to door in the Becca D. Yards neighborhood in Chicago, and he would carry shirts, blouses, curtains, rugs, anything. And uh, at the time, he made, and uh, he accepted pay- time payments as twenty five cents a week, which you know it was back then it was a lot of money. Now today it's not. And then uh, after his first month, he established a $300 line of credit with a a supplier. And uh, they rode in a horse and wagon. You know, they didn't have a car then. And then in 1919, he opened his first clothing store on the south side. I don't know where the location was. Uh, I didn't go into more history of that. And... uh, Around March of 1932, he drew attention when he advertised a clearance sale of suits, overcoats, and dresses for $2 each at that time. But that was during the Depression. And, uh, oh, here it is. The first store that opened was at 6638 South Halsted Street in the Inglewood uh, neighborhood. And when he did that, you know, during the Depression, people were desperate. They didn't have any money, you know, after the stock market crash. Uh, the, there was a riot outside the store and they went crazy, you know, so, and, uh, he, when the riot got a little hairy or nuts, he tossed 250 pairs of pants out the window just to calm everyone down. must've been, I don't know if he lost money on that. Probably did, you know, uh, then, uh, yeah. So his first store was in the Inglewood neighborhood at Halsted Street. And uh, he opened another store at 3400 West Diversity Avenue, which is, I think, on Kimball. Yeah, I think it was. On Kimball Avenue. And uh, it got popular. And uh, But that store opened in 1948 after World War II. So that's good. In 1934, he started a pro- radio program, and it was called the Morris B. Sex Amateur Hour. And he would, uh, let's see, he would uh, have auditions of people who are talented, young people, um, you know, to give them a break. Just like America, America's Got Talent right now. And, uh, you know, American Idol, you know, the same thing. And uh, so, yeah, so that the, uh, it became popular on the radio. Then uh, it went into television. And it's uh, the, the television program debuted in 1949, and uh, that uh, debuted on WENR, which was Channel Seven, you know, not WLS or WBKB. That was on Channel Four, and then which became Channel Two and WBM. You know, I always discuss that. Uh, so he had it on t- television. It didn't. Uh, it aired on Sunday afternoons from twelve thirty to one thirty, a full hour show. And he also did the uh, 
the uh, am- the radio show, sim- uh, I think simultaneously, maybe, uh, I'm not sure. And uh, people who won the pr- uh, the contest, they were awarded uh, jewelry, cash, or a car if they got into the semifinals. And uh, famous people have appeared on the show and auditioned. And uh, three of them I will mention. One was Frankie Lane. He was a singer. He's best known for the singing the theme song for the TV Western Rawhide that start Clint Eastwood. And another one was Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog. Oh, wonderful singer. Uh, and uh, people like remember him from the appearances on Night Court with uh, Harry Anderson. And uh, I think he played his dad. You know, I haven't seen the show in a long time. And the third one was uh, an actress named Pamela Britton, who a lot of people remember her as Mrs. Brown on My Favorite Martian with Ray Walston and Bill Bixby. And it was on CBS. And uh, so, anyway, um, let's see. So, Morris B. Sachs uh, ran for governor. He did that. And uh, so, he, he ran for governor, and he came close to win. But uh, he didn't lose. Uh, he lost. I'm sorry. He did that. So that didn't work out. So, But I heard he was a very generous man. And uh, so uh, then the store, they opened this first store downtown in the Loop on State Street at State of Monroe, which I sort of remember that. I don't know if my mother did remember that because I don't know exactly when it went out of business. I don't know. And then I do remember it opened another store in Skokie in the late 50s. And uh, so I have no idea when it closed. You know, um, I know he had a son that ran it, uh, you know, but that's all I know. Anyway, so that was interesting. So, and then uh, I had no idea that this man had an amateur, you know, variety show. So it's very cool like that. Okay. All right. The second thing I will talk about is um, Virginia Graham. Now, she was, uh, she was a, a very, she was a pioneer woman. And she, I think she was one of the first women that hosted the daytime talk show and uh actually she hosted three of them and she was also an actress and she was born here in chicago on july 4th 1912 and uh her father was an immigrant from germany and he ran the comus department store chain uh all i know is that the uh there was only one location that was uh, downtown. First, it opened on the corner of Jackson and State, then it moved to Washington State. I don't know if there was any other locations. I had, I didn't have time to research that. And uh, it sold clothing, women's and men's coats, suits, hats. Hats were big back then in the old days. And uh, she uh, and she received, and then she went. She received her degree at the University of Chicago, and she also has a master's degree in general, journalism from Northwestern University. So she was a smart lady. And uh, so uh, she 
after she graduated, she wrote scripts for radio soap operas. You know, they had soap operas on radio, <laughs> you know, and uh, and she, actually, oh, uh, she also did her first talk show, but it was on the radio. And it was, uh, and uh, let's see, and she also, uh, her first talk show was called Food for Thought. It was a cooking show, one of the first cooking shows on television. And uh, a lot of people didn't remember that. Not really. The next talk show, which a lot of people do remember during the 60s, was called Girl Talk. Girl Talk uh, debuted in January 1963 and ran until 1969. And I think it was on Channel 7 first, and then it was on Channel 9, which a lot of people remembered because it aired in the morning, uh, like about 9.30, 10 o'clock. You know, and my first memory of seeing that, I was about five, five years old when uh, I was about four or five and I turned on the television and there was this woman with big hair, big blonde hair, and she's talking with people. And I remember the theme song, you know, and it was Girl Talk and my mother watched her and she she liked her and uh, she was not controversial, not really. Uh, she invited uh, celebrities, uh, politicians, uh, authors, mostly women. And uh, it was, uh, she was a very kind lady, very, uh, she listened to you, you know, very uh, well-mannered, well-dressed, you know, like Lee Phillip. She was like that. Uh, there was, like I said before, there wasn't any controversy, not like The View today, you know, but, uh, you know, it got, gets too political and then heated and there's arguing it's a, it's hard to watch. I, I don't particularly care for it, uh, but that never happened on her show. No, never. Um, she also she also after that went off the air in 1969. She hosted her own show with her own name called the Virginia Graham Show, and that ran for two years. And uh, she also did some acting. I remember one episode she did uh, Love American Style. She did that. And uh, I remember that uh, episode fondly. And then she did some appearances from Love Boat, Heart to Heart. Uh, she appeared in the, uh, uh, there was a soap opera called Texas. My mother remembered that. That was in the early 80s. It didn't last long. It was during the Dallas TV show era. It was very popular. And the last show she appeared was on The Nanny as herself with Fran Drescher. So, and then she appeared on talk shows. She made appearances like on the Rosie O'Donnell show and all that. So I found a clip of her appearance and it's the Virginia Graham show. And here is the introduction and I hope you like it. And it's from the early 1970s. Enjoy. This is the Virginia Graham Show. Today, Virginia's guests are Kay Ballard, young filmmaker Chuck Braverman, the governor of Massachusetts, Francis Sargent, and me. I'm Billy DeWolf. And now, Miss Virginia Graham.
if you've been watching the show, you know, we like to find unusual talent in the audience. And we were sitting in the room, and my staff said to me, we have a man that you probably have never even met. I can't believe it, because I love men. But she says, you, we have a man on the show that you probably have never met who's called an audio mixer. Well, I'd heard of a wearing mixer, but an audio I had never heard of. And I said, what does he do? Well, they said his name is Duke Anderson. Okay, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that introduction of Virginia Graham. Um, the the uh, the announcer of the show he sounds a, a lot of he sounds very familiar to television audiences. That was actor Billy D. Wolf, who is most famous as in the the animated uh, Christmas special Frosty the Snowman, and he played uh, Professor Hinkle. He was a bad magician and. Uh, Everybody uh, remember that TV special very well. It airs every year since 1970 on CBS and Channel 2 and WBBM. His famous uh, lines were, messy, 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 silly, 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 busy, busy, busy. I love that special. It's wonderful. Anyway, um, so Virginia Graham, she died on December 22nd, 1998. She was 86 years old. And her last uh, appearance is on YouTube when she was interviewed by Tom Snyder from The Tomorrow Show. He had his own show in the 90s. Uh, late, I used to watch that. I loved it. And uh, we all remember Tom Snyder from The Tomorrow, Tomorrow Show that aired on NBC in the 70s on Channel 5, WMEQ. And uh, Dan Aykroyd did uh, impersonated him on Saturday Night Live. You know, he would laugh like him, smoke the cigarette, hold him. He'd go, ha, 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 <laughs> like that. That's hilarious. And uh, I don't think he, I don't think uh, Tom Snyder minded. Who knows? Maybe did, maybe didn't. Anyway, so as for Jim Graham, she was a wonderful lady, you know. And uh, uh, I wish there were more clips of that because she interviewed a lot of people, a lot of celebrities, and it's, it's very nice. Okay. Next thing I will talk about is Atari. So um, Atari is uh, still around. In a different way. So I'll give a little history of that. Uh, And uh, let's see. uh, Atari started. It was founded in June 27th, 1972. And in California. And uh, a lot of people didn't. uh, Weren't aware of this game. Because uh, video games were not in a home. Right away. You know, not much because I bet they were expensive and, uh, you know, you didn't have the state-of-the-art equipment to hook it up. And I do remember other companies. There was Mattel Electronics. Remember Intellivision? There was Coleco. They had a few games like that. And uh, also, uh, Atari is still around. Uh, oh, it's so – I'm sorry. Never mind that. Uh, they were found also at – video arcades and i remember playing a couple of uh video games at the arcade uh i can think of three places one is uh at fort city bowl which was at fort city shopping center you know i'll talk about the future episode about that place it's very fascinating another and also another place which was at peacock alley in the basement lower level it was wizard of games they had video games and also the third place was at scottsdale bowl another bowling alley that was at 83rd and cicero and uh, i used to play that oh fun just fun so i'll give you a list of uh 
uh, famous uh, games, you know, and uh, I'm not going to read all of them because there's too many. So I'll read uh, some video games that uh, I remembered and probably a lot of people did at, at the time when they owned the console with the joysticks. So here's one. One was Asteroids, which I loved. I love that game. And uh, let's see. They had uh, sports like basketball. There was one called Berserk. They had bowling. They had Breakout. Uh, also, uh, oh, they had the Casino. I didn't know that. Uh, Centipede. Oh, I love Centipede. You know, I used to love that when you play and then all the, the legs go, you know, like that. <laughs> It was fun. Uh, Circus Atari, Combat. Uh, oh, Defender. Oh, classic name. Classic game. Very classic game. Uh, let's see. Double Dunk. That was the sports. When E.T. came out in 1982. And uh, it's according to some information, they considered the worst video game of all time. And that's when the video game crashed in 1983. I don't know why. I never played it, so that's okay. Other sports is uh, football, frog pond. They had golf, uh, gremlins when the movie came out, uh, Hune and Cannonball, and uh, Kangaroo. I remember that one. Yeah, I remember that one. They also had Mario Brothers, and then, then it was licensed to Nintendo, which another one I forgot. They had Millipede, a spinoff of Centipede. Missile Command. Now, that was my favorite. My absolute favorite game. I love that game. You know, I remember... I don't remember where... <clears throat> excuse me, where we acquired the Atari game. I think my brother bought it at some... Uh, I don't know, some video store somewhere in Fort City. I have to ask... I forgot to ask him where we bought it. So, maybe in a future episode, I'll mention it again. There was also Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. Uh, there was also Othello, or Othello, what do you call it? Uh, also Pele Soccer. That was popular, you know, because Pele, the soccer player, was very, very popular indeed. You know, and let's see what else. Uh, oh, Pigs in Space. <laughs> Funny. Dead Readers of the Lost Ark. No, I never saw that. I don't remember that. Rubik's Cube. That was very rare, very rare. They also had gambling, slot machine, and all that. Uh, Space Invaders. Ah, that was another of my favorite. I love that. I used to play it all the time. And let's see. Uh, let's see. You know, usual baseball, football. They had Superman. Which was based on the uh, 1978 movie, star Christopher Reeve. Uh, Sword Quest, they had that. Uh, video Checkers, Video Chess, Olympics, Video Pinball. That's about it. And then uh, <clears throat> also there was Activision. I don't know. There were some games of that, but uh, Activision, they were, um, I think some guys were there. They worked for Atari, but there was like a falling out or something. And they so they left and they created their own games for the Atari 2600. So there's a few games that you might remember. I'll read off a few uh, that I know, or maybe you remember. Kaboom! It was Stampede, Star Master, Pitfall. Oh, wonderful game! I love that. I remember the commercials. Uh, I think there was a commercial for Jack Black. 
<clears throat> excuse me, that he did Pitfall. I don't know. You have to find it on YouTube. You would see that. Let's see what else. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, I remember that. River Raid. I remember that. Yeah, so that was um, the most uh, popular one. They also had the Ghostbusters. But you can also play them on your Atari, you know, your Atari console, also Commodore 64 computers. Remember that? Oh, I'll discuss that in another episode. That sounds like fun. So, um, as for the uh, for the last memory of uh, Atari, um, I remember playing Missile Command, Space Invaders, also um, Asteroids. I love that movie. And I remember when the song, Tom Sawyer, a song by the group Rush, you mentioned Space Invaders, and then you hear do 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 You do that, you know, so they must have gotten from that. So, uh, you know, we didn't have the Atari very long. I'm not a big video game fan. I don't know why. I just, like today, you have Nintendo, and they have these fancy, um, they have Wii. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe I've lost interest. Uh, I play games on Facebook, you know. Boring games like Solitaire or Bingo. Guess I'm getting old. <laughs> Can't help it. So, you know, but playing Atari at the time in the early days was the most fun. I loved it. You know, you can still play Atari. You can still play classic Atari today. You can still buy it. You can still buy it. You can buy it on Amazon. They used to sell it at Toys R Us. And I got a business. You know, if you like the classic games, go for it. It's fun. It's It's wonderful. Okay, so that'll be all for today for this episode. I'm glad you could join me. I had a wonderful time talking to you about these uh, wonderful subjects. Uh, I hope you can join me on my next episode, which will be episode 43, hopefully this weekend. hope the weather will cool off by then because today is awfully hot. It'll be like that tomorrow. So this is Pete Costanis, uh for episode 42, season 2 of Vanish Congolent Stories. Uh, I will see you soon, and uh, bye-bye for now. And here is Ray Rayner, as usual, saying bye-bye for now. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>